going to read you Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. Chapter 11, Who Stole the Tarts? The king and queen of, of hearts were seated on their throne when they arrived. With a great crowd assembled about them, all sorts of little birds and beasts, as well as the whole pack of cards. The knave was standing before them in chains, with a soldier on each side to guard him. And near the king was the right rabbit, and a trumpet in one hand and a scrolling parchment in the other. In the very middle of the court was a, was a table with a large dish of tarts upon it. They looked so good it made Alice quite hungry to look at them. They wished they get the trial done, she thought, and hand round the refreshments. But there seemed to be no chance of this. She began looking about everything on her to pass away the time. Alice had never been to a court of justice before, but she had read about them in books. She was always quite pleased to find that she knew the name of nearly everything there. That's the judge, she said to herself, because it was a great wig. The judge, by the way, was the king, and he wore his crown over the wig. Look at the front piece if you want to see how he did it. He did not look at all comfortable, and it was certainly not becoming. That is the joy box that Alice and those twelve creatures she was. She wanted to say creatures, you see, because of some of them were just animals and some of them were birds. I suppose they're the jury, she said. She said this last word or two, last word or two, three times to herself, rather proud of it. For she had thought, and rightly too, that very few little girls over age knew the meaning of it at all. However, jurymen would have done just as well. White Rabbit, just as a herald, blowing trumpet. The twelve juries were all writing very busily on their slates. What are you doing? Alice whispered to the Griffin, they can't have anything to put down yet before the trial's begun. They're putting down their names, the Griffin whispered in reply. For fear they, for fear they should get to get them before the end of the trial. Stupid things, Alice began in a loud voice. But she stopped hastily, for the red 
for a white rabbit crap. Silence in the court! And the king put on his spectacles and looked anxiously around to make out who was talking. Alice could see, as well as if she were looking over their shoulders, all the joy were writing down stupid things on their slips. She and she could even make out that one of them did not spell stupid, and he had to ask his neighbor to tell him. The next move of the slits would be trials over. Though Alice One of the jurors had pencil that squeak, 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 squeak. This, of course, Alice could not stand. And she went round the court and got behind him and soon, very soon found an opportunity of taking it away. She did so quickly that the poor little jury, it was Bill, the lizard, could not make at all what he had come of it. So after hunting all about it, he was sure to write with one finger for the rest of the day. And this was of very little use, as it left no mark on the slate. Harold, write, uh, read the caution, said the king. On this, the white rabbit blew three blasts on the trumpet. And then unrolled the parchment scroll and read as follows. The Queen of Hearts, she made some tarts on a, on a summer day. The Knave of Hearts stole his hearts and took them quite away. Consider your verdict, the king said to the jury. Not yet, not yet. The rabbit hastily interrupted. There's a great deal to come before that. Call the first witness said the king, and the white rabbit blew three blasts on the trumpet and called out, Boom, 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 first witness. The first witness was the hatter. He came in a teacup in one hand and a piece of bread and butter in the other. I beg your pardon, your majesty, he began, for bringing these in, but I hadn't quite finished my tea when I was sent for. Ought to have finished, the king said. When did you begin? Mad Hatter rise hastily in court to testify. The hatter looked at the marcher who had followed him into the court, arm in arm with the dormouse. 
fourteenth of March, I think it was. He said fifteenth. Said the March here. Sixteenth. Added the dormouse. Write that down. The king said to the jury, and the jury eagerly wrote down all these three dates on their slates, and then added them up and reduced the answer to shillings and pence. The king said to the hatter, "It isn't mine," said the hatter. "Stolen!" the king exclaimed, turning to Drew, who instantly made a memorandum of the fact to keep them to sell. The hatter added as an explanation, "I've none of my own, and I had a." Here the queen put on her spectacles and began staring at the hatter, who had turned pale and began. "Give your evidence," said the king, "and don't be nervous, or I'll have you executed on the spot." This did not seem to encourage the witness at all. He kept shifting from one foot to the other, looking uneasy at the queen and. In his confusion, he bit a large piece out of his teacup instead of the bread and butter. At this moment, Alice felt very curious sensation, which puzzled her a good deal until she made out what out what it was. She began growing larger and larger again. She thought first she'd get up and leave the court, but on second thoughts. She decided to remain where she was as long as there was room for her. I wish she wouldn't squeeze out," said the dormouse who was sitting next to her. "I could hardly breathe. I can't help it," said Alice very meekly. "I'm growing. You've no right to grow here," said the dormouse. "You've no right to grow here," said the dormouse. "Don't talk nonsense." Alice said boldly, "You know you're growing too. Guess better grow at a responsible pace," said the dormouse in that ridiculous fashion. And he got up sulkily and crossed over to the other side of the court. All at all this time, the queen had never left off staring at the hatter, staring at the heart of hatter. And just as the dormouse crossed the court, she said, "One of the officers of the court, bring me." The list of singers in the last concert, which was the Richard Hendon Chamber. So, that he shook his head, 
Shook Bolchuda. Give your evidence, the king repeated angrily, or have you executed, whether you're nervous or not? I'm a poor man, your majesty, the hatter began in a trembling voice, and I hadn't begun my tea, not above a week or so. And what in the bread and butter? Getting so thin and the twinkling of the tea. The twinkling of the what? Said the king. It began with tea, the hatter replied. Of course, twinkling begins with the tea. Said the king sharply, "Do you take me for go on? I'm a poor man." The head went on, and most twinkled. After that, and the March Hare said, "It didn't." The March Hare interrupted in a great hurry. "You did," said the mad, said the Hatter. "I deny it," said the March Hare. "He denies it," said the king. Leave out that part. Well, at any rate, <coughs> the drummer said. The hatter went on being anxiously and went on to see if he would deny it too. But the dormouse did nothing, being fast asleep. After that, continued the hatter. It cut some more bread and butter. But what did the dormouse say? One of the jury asked. That I can't remember, said the hatter. You must remember, said the hatter. Remarked the king, or I'll have you executed. The miserable hatter dropped his teacup in bread and butter and went on when he, I'm a poor man. I'm a poor man, your majesty, then. You're a very poor speaker, said the king. One of the guinea pigs cheered. It was immediately suppressed by the was of the court. Is that rather hard word? I will just explain to you how it was done. That a large canvas bag, which was which tied up at the mouth and strings, and they slipped it into the guinea pig. The, they slipped the guinea pig head first, and then sat upon it. I'm glad I have seen that done. I have so often read in the newspapers. Then there's some tense and applause, which was immediately suppressed by the officers of the court. I never understood what it meant till now. And that's all you know about it. You may stand down," continued the king. "I can't go no lower," said the hatter. "I'm on the floor. That it is." Then you may sit down," the king replied. Here another guinea pig cheered. It was suppressed. Come, finish. Come, that finish the guinea pigs. That else, now we should get on better. I'd rather finish my tea," said the hatter with an anxious look at the queen, who was reading a list. The 
and the header you may go said the king and the header he left off the court without even waiting to put his shoes on and just as he totally leaves and take his head off outside the queen added to one of the officers but the header was out of sight before the officers could get to the door <coughs> call the next witness the king said the next witness was the duchess his cook she carried the pepper box in one hand in her hand Alice's guessed who it was even though she got into the court by the way the people near the door began sneezing all at once give your evidence said the king shan't said the cook the king looked anxiously at the white rabbit. With no voice, your majesty must cross to Kazan this witness. Well, if I must, I must. The king said with a long air. And after folding his arms and frowning at the cocktail, the eyes were nearly out of sight. He said in a deep voice, what are the tarts made of? Pepper mostly, said the cook. Trashel, said a sleepy voice behind her. Call her that Dormouse, the queen shrieked out. Behead the Dormouse. Dormouse, turn that Dormouse out of the court. Suppress him, pinch him, off with his whiskers. For some minutes, the whole court was in confusion. But the Dormouse turned out... And by the time they had settled down again, the cook had disappeared. Never mind, said the king, with an air of great relief, called the next witness. And he, really, my dear, you must cross-examine the next witness. It makes my forehead ache. Alice watched the rabbit as he fumbed over the list. Reading very curious to see what the next witness would be like, for they haven't got much evidence yet. And said to herself, Imagine her surprise when the white rabbit at the top the name Alice. That was the end of chapter 11. In my next episode, we will read the very last chapter of Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. That would be chapter 12.